0: Hello, hello! Welcome back to Crazy Effing Mommy, episode 121. How are you doing? We're here on the Upper East Side. I'm Elise DeLucci, your host. Halloween is over; my decorations are down. Hopefully, you as well too. I am—I don't know about you—I am never as excited to decorate for Halloween. I feel like start of the fall, that crispy weather, better clothes, better better food, just everything, right? And then I'm even happier to take that shit right down. I don't want to see a Dollar Tree cobweb or a plastic spider in my house. I swear, Halloween night came to a close. We went through the candy. We 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 scrubbed the makeup off. Kids went to bed. Halloween came down in the house. I don't even have full. I can't even throw up a cornucopia. I'm just enjoying the bareness of my house. If I lived in a big house outside the city, sure, sure, I'd do... I would do uh, Halloween. I'd, I'd have I'd have harvest decorations around. Maybe I'd throw a Santa on the lawn. But this is small space. Sp- a little, a little, pop, 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 pop. It's a small space living, people. <laughs> anyway, fact of the day. Mm. One of my favorite things, depression glass. Do you know depression glass? Colorful dishware. That's basically the, the easiest way to explain it. Colorful dishware from the Depression era. But fact about depression glass that people don't usually know is that during the depression era, movie houses and grocery stores would give away pieces of serveware or, um, you know, I don't know, like mugs or plates, whatever depression glass pieces, pieces made out of depression glass. They would give them away to customers as a loyalty program, as an incentive for the customers to come back and spend more money. So for example, who was spent, who had extra money during the depression? We're talking 1930s, people. Who had money in 1930s to go to a movie house and see a film? No, nobody did. But if you went, you got an oatmeal box, right? You'd get an oatmeal, you'd buy a ticket, and then they'd give you an oatmeal box. And inside the oatmeal box, there would be maybe a serving platter, and it would be in depression glass. And everybody would love it. It would cheer them up. And uh, and people, but if you got, but maybe you didn't get a serving platter, maybe you got one plate or one bowl. People would start to collect them. They'd be like, "Oh, I want the whole set," so they'd go back. And you know, it was it was it was the the coupons, I guess, back in the day. The loyalty. It was the Shoprite free turkey of the 1920s. That's what Depression glass in the oatmeal box giveaways. That's what that was. It was the Shoprite turkey of the 1920s. Anyway, I love Depression glass. Uh, and if you don't know about Depression glass, let me tell you. So, Depression glass in uh, it, during the Depression era. There was a lot of glass manufacturers that would, that were manufacturing crystal, and they couldn't they couldn't uh, sustain the depression. There was the labor shortage, the the uh, the amount of money it cost to cut the crystal. Nobody was buying the crystal. They didn't have you know they didn't have workers right. So they pivoted their companies, and they started producing depression glass, which was cheap and cheerful, and this was this um, colorful, translucent glass for dishes and plates and bubble butter dishes and all this stuff and it comes in like a light blue a darker blue pinks, greens, white um like you know like clear, sometimes an amber color which is hard to find. The reason why this is on my in my head is because I had a butter dish, a depression glass butter dish and uh, it broke and I was so upset. It wasn't from the Depression era. it was uh manufactured now whatever. And I bought it a bunch of years ago and it broke and I'm so sad. But anyway, so a lot like the distiller. So during the pandemic, our pandemic, you know, a lot of distilleries, like alcohol distilleries, they stopped production of stuff because they couldn't get the materials or whatever. They they stopped and uh, they then started producing, you know, hand sanitizer. We know that. There was like all these weird rogue companies popping up selling hand sanitizer. You're like, what happened to Purell? Remember what happened? What, the wine, wine, the North Fork, the Long Island, the wineries are now making hand sanitizer. In what planet are we living in? We were living in the pandemic planet. But during the Great Depression, okay, those glass crystal manufacturers pivoted their business to make depression glass, right? Um, and there was the reason, not only was it to to, to for the glass um, companies, then the world was a horror. And there was so much drabness and people didn't have food to put on the plates. And, um, you know, and everybody was really, really uh, in a bad way. So this was a way to cheer people up, right? Cheer people up, bring a little color into their lives. And it was sold to businesses in cases as the loyalty program to the supermarkets, like I said, to the movie houses, blah, blah, blah. And they would change it out every couple of weeks. And all the women, right? They was like, if you ask your mother, your grandmother, they'll tell you, you know, say in Brooklyn, my grandmother told me, oh, her, her mother, my Nana Millie. Oh, she would go to the store. She'd get a piece of depression glass. She, you know, we we collected it. We had the pieces Blah, Sounds so fun. I would love that. Right. So fun. Anyway, so I love depression. How I found out about it was. Uh, like 20 years ago, I was in this great store in Manhattan, is Eddy. It's still around. It's on 5th and uh, 17th. If you're in the city, go. If not, you can look online. Or you could go when you come to the city. But uh they, Fishes Eddie sells cheap dishes and stuff like that for the kitchen. And by the way, they used to have a restaurant uh like surplus. So if like the restaurant closed down in Manhattan, they would buy all the plates and blah, blah, blah. And then they would sell it in the back of their store for like 25 cents to have some of those pieces. But they had behind the registers. They don't have it anymore. They used to have behind the registers Depression glass, recreated Depression glass, and I bought that blue butter dish, Um, and uh, you know, and the lady told me about it, and I loved it. Martha Stewart, by the way, loves Depression. People collect it. If you go on eBay, you could see some nice examples, and you know, you'll see serving plates and candlesticks, uh, cigarette boxes in Depression glass. That's cool. And Depression glass, by the by, it's different than milk glass. You know, milk glass is a milky white. And sometimes has a tint of blue or a tint of pink. Depression glass is uh, translucent, translucent. Anyway, I love it. I I'm I'm an old soul. I think I'm an old soul, right? So I I I I, I love all that stuff. I wish I had more room to collect. I'm I I, I might I might have been like the only girl in my twenties, especially my young twenties, that was like collecting uh, like porcelain and glass. I just I that was what I liked. Anyway, moving on. My grandmother in Brooklyn. She had a fire. Uh, it was just terrible. She's okay. She's okay. But uh, they were doing work on her building. There was an electrical fire. Her living room, like, pretty much burned down. And um, she had a little heart attack. And she had to go to the hospital. And she's fine. But it's uh, she's ninety two. I joke about it on stage. You no, know, she's in Brooklyn. She never wanted to leave Brooklyn. The only she was like the only way you're getting me out of Brooklyn is feet first. You know, one of those. And um, now now she's not going back to the house. And my mother, everybody in the family was trying to convince her to leave the apartment. Leave the apartment, go into assisted living, go into a 55 and up, whatever. Just a place where she could socialize. She was like, no, 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 not going. broke. And then the worst thing happens. Then she has a fire and now she has no choice. And how terrible. You know, when you're away on a vacation or wherever and you're like itching to go home, that's like the my yeah everybody's like that and as you get older I think you get like that even more but it's sad now you know she was in the hospital for a few days and now she's at my mom's house in Jersey but there's she can't really go home she can't really go home so poiani my poiani um I don't know you know it's probably a lawsuit too but like we're not really that litigious but anyway Costco is selling apple pears. So I'm on Instacart, because you know I love Instacart and I get Costco delivered. And that's my like my favorite thing about living in Manhattan. One of them. <laughs> and I, they deliver it to my door, by the way. So I don't even have to go downstairs. I mean, to be able to get 98 ounces of dish detergent right at your front door, to be able to get a case of 40 bottles of water, it's the most beautiful thing. To not have to be online at Costco and dig for one of those. Tropicana, dirty boxes and load up your groceries, right? In the dirty box, carry it out to the car in a used car. The fact that I don't have to do that is butter, pure butter. Okay. So I'm on the Instacart app and it says uh, apple pears. I'm like, what the hell is an apple pear? Apparently it's an Asian pear. Have you had this? It's (coughs) a Asian pear, Japanese pear, Chinese pear, Korean pear. Taiwanese pear. They think they need to figure out the naming conventions on this, but uh, Costco is renaming it an apple pear. I didn't buy because for a pack of like eight, they wanted fourteen dollars, and I was like, I'm not going to try a pear for fourteen dollars. Like next time I go to Chinatown, I'll buy one for ten cents. Okay, but they actually looked good. It was like the color of a Basque pear, the brown color, but round. I feel like it's probably a pear with a crunch. Hence the apple. Oh my God. Speaking of food, you know why you can't leave things up to men? Let me tell you, boy. I promised the girls that I would take them to hibachi. I've been promising them we'll go to hibachi. We'll go to hibachi. I hate hibachi. I don't want anybody throwing chicken in my mouth. That's not for me. Okay. I don't like hibachi. I don't want broccoli. Down. I don't want cook cooks right in front of me. I don't want the chefs in front of me. Hacking away at the shiitakes, and then I'm opening my mouth, and they are aiming. Like first of all, it's it feel like it's a little sexual. I just. I, I don't like it. I don't want it. How about that? But they saw hibachi somewhere. They're, oh, mommy, we want hibachi. Oh, fine. The problem is, it's not a lot of hibachi places in the city. There's a place on the Upper West Side called Flame. Apparently, uh, it's a good place, and I think they have those hibachi tables where you could sit in front of. So, of course couldn't get a table and i told my boyfriend told chris chris makes a reservation but i know i gotta stop saying my boyfriend like you know his name already. anyway just just a comment so i told him babe i want to take the kids to bocce do me a favor find a place he goes okay he tells me, oh everything's booked he finds a place though down on 42nd street like by 9th avenue he goes oh i got a reservation place it's called fuji or something whatever i said okay he tells me location. I'm like, mm, I don't really want to take them there. It's like, not my thing. And he goes, oh, come on, let's just go. And the reason why, by the way, is 42nd and 9th. I do stands up all in that area, all week long. But 42nd and 9th at night with the kids, it's too much. You got like, you're getting people rushing to the theater. You know, like you will get grabbing dinner, you know, before the APM their p.m. shows. Then you also get the commuters home. It's like, it was too much. We get to the place. And it literally was like a hibachi restaurant on one side and a deli on the other side. And it's like, I, he usually is actually kind of decent if I tell him to make a reservation. We'll find a place. Whatever. What is that? I said you with him. I was down there with the kids going into like a deli restaurant. Horrible. So we had a we had to leave. It was like an emergency. And you know, Friday night fall. It was Halloween weekend. There was no, right before theater time, there was no restaurants around. And I don't want to take them for like dollar pizza. They were promised a hibachi night. But by the way, last time I do that without checking the restaurant, really thoroughly checking it beforehand. Anyway, so we walked over to Empanada Mama, which is on 9th Avenue. And uh, they have amazing empanadas there, right? Empanada Mama, like this restaurant. Okay, never going back. You know why? Because during dinner, there was a cockroach on the wall, just crawling right up the wall, just doing a little crawl, a baby one. Yep, there we were eating our dinner, table of four, me, Chris, the dolls. I'm having a bite. Girl's like, oh, one of the girls, oh my God, this is a bug. I look, I don't know what kind of bug it is. I, I like scream, yelp, he kills it. Doesn't tell me it's a baby roach, tells me after. And he just says, we're never going back there. And he said, because, you know, when there's one baby, there's like a thousand babies. Oh. Besides the fact of, here's the other thing. Besides the fact of the baby cockroach crawling up the wall, which pretty much seals the deal on we're never going back. The the, the servers and the wait staff, uh, and the, 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 the servers and the bus boys all were wearing Halloween costumes. It was, like I said, Halloween weekend. The bus boy that was doing our table, had a bus girl, whatever the hell, uh, who whatever, the bus person, bus person, let's not get this podcast canceled, okay, people, <laughs> had a mask on, a scream mask, you know, Scream the movie, it was like a scary ghost mask, and then the black, the black outfit they were wearing, whatever, I couldn't see this person's face, I was like, I, the girls were scared, I was scared, I did it. I know Halloween, Bubba, I just, I There was something that I felt unsanitary about wearing a scream mask at the table. Then the waiter, who was couldn't be nicer, he had on a blue, uh, he was like, I don't know, some character from some like sci-fi movie. He had a blue one-piece Lycra tight onesie thing on with like, and it had like the feet, it was like the the, the fabric went over the feet, kind of like how Kim K is wearing like stretchy boots. And then he had like gloves on, blue gloves on the hands. I was just like so skeeved out. He had a tail on this blue dragon lycra outfit he had on, the tails dragging all over the floor. I was just like, ew. I was so skeeved out. I said, I'm done. I I, I can't. And then the bug happened and then that was that. Okay, so that's it. I'm not going back to empanada mama. I'm sorry. I thought you had good empanadas until I was there uh, uh, recently and we were horrified. I need to get my daughter's new nightgowns. Speaking of clothes, my God, what a pain in the ass. You can't even get any decent nightgowns these days. I uh, I just want, and tell me if you have seen it, cotton short sleeve or tank top sleeves, no long sleeves, I guess too uh-huh. hot. To the ankle, I don't want polyester. The, there's like two options of nightgowns if you go on Amazon or other stores. Like if you're in talking, they have like polyester JoJo Siwa unicorn nightgown, right? Or they have unicorn, uh, or they oh no, or they have n- um, nightgowns. Excuse me, that look like they are from the fundamentalist Latter Day Saints Church, like handmade tail uniform. Like I, I I'm, I'm, I, they don't want that. Is a scary. My mother, who surprised she sent me something for the kids because she doesn't usually. By the way, when did that stop happening? When I was growing up, my grandmother was always buying us stuff. Every time I saw my grandmother, she had stuff for us. Clothes, everything. Not because my parents didn't have money or couldn't afford it. That's just what my grandmother did. She just shopped for us. Right. My mother, like never. I'm like, ma, the girls need boots. She's like, all right, go to the store. Like it's like, (laughs) really? Thank you. Thank you for that. But I told her they need nightgowns. I said, Ma, look for them if you see them in the store. And she actually sent two from Amazon. And I opened up the package and they literally looked like they were from the Elizabethan era. To the floor, cotton, ruffled, ruffle at the bottom, long sleeves, ruffly around the wrist, ruffle around the neck. I mean, it looked, listen, if I was doing a photo shoot for Laura Ashley, they would be stunning. They would be stunning. But this, this is, this, this, Mike, those are not practical to sleep in. My mother thought they were adorable and they were, but they weren't practical. So the girl's like, those are the nightgowns that the creepy dolls wear. And by creepy dolls, they mean my grandmother's porcelain dolls. Okay. So they had to go back and I am now on the hunt. I mean, to be honest, at this stage, I'm just going to like, sew my own, you know, how much I, I love to make my own things god speaking of making and making jewelry the jewelry um wait, I have it. oh it's called the nyc i have written down because i knew i was gonna forget the thing the the new york city a jewelry and watch show was i I didn't go it was at the metropolitan pavilion at the end of october i wish i went i should have went a lot of jewelry deal antique jewelry dealers come for the weekend and they all display and sell their stuff at the metropolitan pavilion i didn't go i, I didn't get a ticket i did not have a lot of time to do that kind of stuff I love to go and do all that stuff I used to be a big culture vulture and I and and if I if it's something I really really like must do I will I will find the time but full-time job the children the comedy all the other things it's it's very hard for me so anyway um I wish I went to the jewelry show though I do I wouldn't have bought because you know that they probably jack up their prices you know but you really, I'm sure it was an exquisite display. I, I went years ago, by the way. Uh, I think it was the Museum of Modern Art had a, um, a uh, whatchamacallit, I want to say an expo. Why, what the hell is with me today? I have all these weird freaking words. I'm going, you know, maybe I'm going crazy. They had a, a, an exhibit, an exhibit of Elizabeth Taylor's jewelry collection. And that was fantastic. Fantastic. So um everybody's dropped Kanye West. Everybody dropped him. I don't have comments on that, nor do I want to talk about it, to be honest. Because you know what? You need to be grounded somehow when you are that size of a celebrity. And he's not, he wasn't grounded. He nobody was grounding him. He was unhinged. Whether, whether he had, whether he needs to be on. Uh, mental health medication, which there's no shame in that. Whether he needs to be on medication, whether he needs a therapist, whether he needs to be grounded, whatever it is, it's it, he going around and saying the stuff about uh, Jewish people is like the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, it's all crazy, but that's what happens when you're that famous and you're just on you you're, you, you 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 you're going around saying you're God, L- like literally. Should we be surprised? The guy's going around saying he's like the second coming. Please. And Elon Musk bought Twitter for what he bought for forty four billion dollars. Was that what is that what is that what it's worth? Everybody, yeah, I got a lot of well, not everybody. A lot of people say, "Oh, what do you think's going to happen?" Uh, obviously, the layoffs. I know, you know, we know the layoffs. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I think a lot of it. I think. I think it's going to be. I think he's going to do a lot of automation. That's what I think. I think he's going to uh somehow use cryptocurrency in uh the weavings of whatever repivot that Twitter has. Is it gonna be that doge coin? I don't know. You know, I never bought into Doge. I don't really do. I have one meme coin. No, do I have one? I have a do I have two? I had Floki Inu and I had Shiba Inu. I still have, I never sold. And um, but I didn't buy Doge because I think I sold you this a long time ago. It was a joke coin back in 2017 and some devs made it and it was like the jo- the dog. And it was joke. And, and I, nobody thought it was going to go anywhere. And if you bought it for five cents or you bought it for two cents, good for you. And now he's getting all the press with Twitter and whatever. And I'm sure it's only going to go up. And I'm sure if you buy it now, I'm sure it's still going to go up some more, but I'm not, I'm just like, I, I, I don't, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing doge. Um, but that's what I think was going to happen to Twitter the layoffs. I think it's going to be a lot of automation. Uh, I think there's probably going to be maybe some s- subscription model element there. I also think, uh, and I think that there's going to be some, uh, weaving of, 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 um, uh, alternative currency. So, and, and, and good for him, good, good for him, whatever, right. Good fam. A lot of people don't like him, but you know what? He has, he's, a. Uh, It's interesting because he has the, he's interesting for lots of reasons, but he has uh, SpaceX and he has Tesla and, and now this giant media platform, which is where a lot of people get their news. Uh, And when you have companies, I mean, Tesla is public, but when you have, you know, the, 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 the companies for profit companies, and then you have a media organization and you're at the helm of both. I don't know. You, you know, you, you, you're in control of a lot of things. In control, in control. Majorminis.com. Majorminis.com. Not a sponsor, by the way. But there's an Italian guy, and his name is Jack. And hi, Jack, because I'm going to send you this just so you know, because I love what you're doing. Uh, he is making you know Christmas villages, by the way. You remember Christmas villages? People still have them. He's making iconic New York stores, but like Christmas villages, but like year-round villages. And my favorite thing that he made recently is reproduction of Roll and Roaster. And there is nothing that I like better than a good roast beef with extra cheese from Roll Roaster. Okay, people? Like butter. The roast beef at Roll Roaster, sliced thin. I get it well done. They put the cheese on there with disease, extra cheese. They put the... Oh my god. If you've never been to Rollin' Roaster, I mean, I don't even I don't even know if we could be friends anymore. Roll and Roaster is on Emmons Avenue in Sheepshead Bay. It's old New York haunt. Uh they they do roast beef sandwiches. They used to have waitress service where they would uh, have the waitresses on skates. They tried to open a rollin Roaster in Manhattan like two decades ago or a decade and a half ago. Didn't work. Bombed. Roll Roaster, if you Google it, is Like walking back and step, taking a step back in time. And I love it. It's brown, it's orange, it's yellow, it it has the wood, uh, the wood, um, the wood like tiles. Remember those like in the square? Um, The food is junky, but delicious. And after a night out, when I was younger, everybody would go to Roller Roaster and stay till like three in the morning. It's like the best place. And so, anyway, this guy's Italian guy, Jack, whoever he is, artist, he's making, recreating little uh little collectibles of of iconic New York places and he has to do some of the nightclubs. Jackie gotta do legacy or pastels. I'm gonna be a customer. The only thing I have to say to you, Jackie Baby, is it's $185 for the rolling Roaster model. And I, I think he actually hand paints them. I don't know how big it is. I don't have the dimensions in front of me, but he hand paints them. And um I mean, look, if you're really a fan of the places that he's making, you're going to buy it, even if it's $185. And I get it. You need to charge for the labor and the artistry and everything. And it's worth it. I mean, I spent $500 on Yadros, you know, that's, that's what we do. But I think I, it's, it's, it's expensive for just regular people. And I understand Jack, because I'm doing my jewelry and I might sell some charms, you know, I have some charm things I'm going, and it's like, I mean, you know, and I'm making them out of. Some of them are diamonds, and you know everything's solid gold. So it's like I, I understand. There's 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 materials cost, but it's a lot. But I don't care because oh, I love and roast And if you start doing the discos, that's it. That that's it. Oh my god! And by the way, Roland Rose had opened in 1970. Still going. How about that? How about that? It's 2022. It's wild. <clears throat> wild. Oh my god, Matthew Perry from Friends new book came out. The I I'm not like a huge Matthew Perry fan or anything, but it's all about his drug addiction. I remember how shocked I was when I found out that he was struggling with um addiction and alcohol. I had l- drugs and alcohol. I had no I I was I remember shocked, but I remember seeing how some some seasons of Friends he was thin and then some he was, you know, pretty chubby. And uh, apparently he said he spent half his life in rehabs. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? He says, uh, the book is out November 1st. And he said a decades long cage match he suffered from with his addiction. And uh, he said the book, he was interviewed, I think in the times or something, which is where I got the information, but he said it, the whole book is like painful revelations and he's sharing it you know, with everybody. Um, and I have, he said, listen to this. He said, I would fake back inju- injuries, I would fake migraines, I had eight doctors going at the same time. I would wake up and I would have to get 55, 55 Vicodins that day and and figure out how to do my work. And uh, he would say, I would go to one doctor, I'd get some, I'd go to another doctor, I'd get another. And he said it was exhausting, but he had to do it. I'm literally reading this, reading this. He said it was exhausting, but you have to do it. Or you're going to get very, very sick. If I didn't feel the high, I wasn't going to feel good. And he said, "I I wasn't a partier. I just wanted to sit on the couch, take Vicodin, and like get messed up." Anyway, his book is out, uh, and he says that was heaven for him doing the drugs, and, and now it's no longer good for you, Matthew Perry. Um, you never know somebody. You know, you you know, everybody thinks they know everybody, but you never you never know anybody. I I, I um. I'm happy that he's out with that book because it makes other and I don't want to say it normalizes addiction, but there's a lot of regular people that I knew, especially you know, throughout the years working. There was a lot of normal normals on the outside, air quotes, that were struggling. And you know, they told me privately that they were struggling at home with whatever. And they would feel like they're the only ones. And then they would have suicidal thoughts, okay? And they would feel that they they really were the only ones. So there's that fine line of like, should we go around talking about suicidal thoughts and addiction um, or should you keep it quiet? I think you should talk about it. Not to kids. Well, kids, depends on the kid's age. Depends on the kid's age. But Matthew Perry, I'm going to buy the book. I'm going to buy the book. I'm going to read the book. and. um uh, I, I read another book recently, which I'm not even going to bother. Someone I kind of now wrote a book. It's all false. Everything in the book is fake. Oh God. What it's. <sighs> talk about it. I can't talk about it. I want to talk about it. I can't, I can't, I can't. It's too close to home on a lot of levels, but the reality is, is, um, Some people create a version of maybe the person they want to be, and then they, um, and then they 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 go around just being trying to be that person, or they they you know like I don't know maybe they do it in their videos, maybe they do it in the book, maybe they do it on stage, whatever it is. Uh, and, and you know, and and by the way, it's like let me just say this tangent. Andrew Dice Clay has a character on stage, small tangent. Andrew Dice Clay has a character on stage and everybody loved that character in the 80s and the 90s and they still do. He's on tour, he's great, he's funny, whatever. But that's not who he is in real life. That's not how he is in real life, that's character. That kind of character stuff was very popular in, in, in the 80s and the 90s, right? It's not so popular now. Now stand up is honest, stand up is honest and it's truth and people want to hear truth. They don't want to hear bullshit. Everybody sees through the bullshit. And the part of the reason why we see through the bullshit is because of social media and because we feel like we really know people and because people, you know, you see different versions they're like If you're on stage, for example, say you're on stage and you you you're, you're uh you say you're like Andrew Dice Clay. You said, you know, you're in the motorcycle jacket, you're coming off as this big tough guy, but then you see they maybe he posts a family picture on Facebook and he's living in a dollhouse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, it doesn't add up. You're going to know it's not, it's an act, right? But, um but but now obviously comedy is very truthful fine good I like it I like it um so that's the tangent but it's a it, it's a problem I think when somebody creates a character and they they go by a different name and they do the character you know on stage and blah blah and then they they uh they they kind of like act that character in real life it's like pathological it's like ridiculous it's crazy it's crazy anyway so someone I know wrote a book and they're Promoting their book, and we read the book, and it's not true, any of the information in it. And it's sad, and it's sad. But I can't, yeah, that's all I can really say about it. It's all I can say. Anyway, moving on. I should, you know, why also I can't say anything more is because. I wrote a book and my book is coming out in March and uh, my book is true. And it's, you know, and you don't, you, you know, you don't, listen, everybody's got to do whatever they got to do to keep themselves surviving and alive. But I really think that people should not go around talking about giving people financial advice or giving people advice if they have like no money. I mean, just, 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 just my own two cents. I That's all I'm, that's all I'm really going to Anyway, my product of the day is, depression glass, but also a cute hat. But let me do the depression glass first is, uh, wait, what's the uh, website? ComingSoonNewYork.com. ComingSoonNewYork.com. They have a bathing lady votive dish. You could put like a votive candle in it, but it's called bathing lady dish. ComingSoonNewYork.com. It's $40. Um, And it's it's made of milk glass, this dish. And it comes in lots of colors. And you could do it for, use it for soap or for nuts, they said, or I think you could put a votive candle in it. Um, It milk glass, by the way, is not necessarily depression glass, but it looks like depression glass. It's cute. It's very cute. This bathing lady glass. It's a little, it's a little shit. I mean, it's not, it looks small. The other thing I saw that I really liked and I didn't buy it, but I'm going to get it for uh, a friend that had a baby. It's a baseball cap, a blue baseball cap and on it in white is embroidered mama. And then they have another one, another blue baseball cap, smaller size that's embroidered uh BB, B E B, and uh, that baseball cap is by a company, Ingrid and Isabel. Ingrid and Isabel, uh, it's twenty six dollars. So milk glass lady coming soon, New York, forty bucks. Ingrid and Isabel, cute mama and BB uh, hats, twenty six dollars. I think those are two cute gift items. Uh, now, uh, hello, got to start reminding myself. I got to start thinking about Christmas. Oh my God! You know what I ordered for the girls, and I could say it because you know they don't listen. Um. They love mini brands. Do you guys know mini brands? It's like basically uh, like those um, round balls. If you've ever seen like these round balls, like LOL dolls or whatever they have, they have these like round surprise balls, right? And they're like a little, uh, they're the size of maybe, I don't know, baseball. And the kids, they unwrap this little plastic ball and inside they find little LOL dolls or whatever. But mini brands is like also this little round ball that's wrapped up and the kids, they unwrap it. And all that's inside, you'll die. Or little miniature brands, like mini mini Colgate toothpaste, mini Cola olive oil, tiny, like like a half an inch big. And the kids, they love, they love little things. You know, they love and they my daughters, they love mini brands. They want to use it for their doll houses, they play with it, they, whatever. There's all these weirdo YouTube videos, by the way, of people making mini brands. But when I was ordering from Costco the other day, Costco has, and I got it for them for Christmas from Santa, um, Costco had a pack of eight mini brands, a box of eight, so eight balls for, I think it was like $35. It was on sale, it was like 45 and it was like $10 off. So I bought that for them. And I thought, that's a that's like a great stocking stuff. Wrap all these balls, like four each, right? Anyway, okay, anyway, moving, moving on, moving on. Just, we have to remember about Costco toys because we forget about them. And sometimes you really can get good stuff, I'm telling you. Because probably one of those balls, by the way, excuse me, one of these mini brand balls, probably $10, probably $10 on Amazon. And I just got eight for 35. Okay. Quote of the day, quote of the day, depression era quote. As a young man, I lived through the great depression when banks failed and so many lost their jobs and went hungry. And I was fortunate to have a job at a canning factory that paid 25 cents an hour that's a quote by James Forst. and just for you people in 1930 25 cents is the equivalent of now 450 $4.50 can you imagine if the, if that was our jobs our job uh, right now we were headed towards a recession and imagine we had jobs we were making $4.50 that's that's when you know money's tight that's when we start making the peasant dishes, people. That's when the pasta fazool comes out. So I'm going to say to you. Anyway, this is episode 121. I'm Elise DeLucci. This is Crazy Effing Mommy. Thank you for listening. Love to love you, baby.